0: Welcome to Monmouth Monthly, a peek into the heart of the Willamette Valley. Each month, we will bring you updates of the things happening in and around town, brought to you by the people who help make it happen. I am your host, Saber Jewel. Welcome to Monmouth Monthly. This month, we are shifting gears to the next set of holidays that we want to celebrate. And I am joined today by three folks who are going to talk to us about some events that are happening in Monmouth on December 1st and 2nd. And we definitely want you guys to know about it because there's so much going on that is free and available for your whole family to enjoy. So today, joining me, I have Emily McNulty, and she and her brother own Mamir's Guest House in Monmouth, and she is also on the Committee for Making Spirits Bright. She's been on that committee for several years. I also have Megan haberman Guthrie. She's the Director of New Student and Family Programs at Western Oregon University. And also joining us is Caitlin Granger. She's the Coordinator of Student Activities and Inclusion at Western Oregon University, and she is here today to talk about the tree lighting so thanks for coming and checking out monmouth monthly gang
1: thank you thank you thanks zebra
0: so first i'm going to get started talking to emily so emily tell me a little bit about your connection with the community how long you've been in town and a little bit about my mayor's guest house
2: Yes. So our family owns my Mayor's Guest House, which is the bright blue historic building right by Main Street Park. And we are a bed and breakfast, vacation rental and event venue. And one of our main missions is bring people to downtown Monmouth. We think we have this great community and making spirits bright is one way to do that. And I'm a heavy believer in getting involved with the Bond with Business Association, the Chamber of Commerce, and other collaborative efforts and want to support great events like Making Spirits Bright.
0: Emily, you have been a part of the Making Spirits Bright Committee for a little while. Tell us about Making Spirits Bright, how you got started with it, and what exactly is it?
2: Sure. Well, I am very excited to be here talking about an event that's been going on for about five or six years now. And it was a project that came out of the University and Community Connections Committee and was really spearheaded by a past resident, Susan Fuller, who loved the holidays and wanted everybody else in the community to enjoy it as well. Some people came together and tried to think, how can we bring people to downtown? How can we connect with the university and all the great efforts that are going on there and really have a collaborative approach to celebrating the holidays.
0: What goes on during Making Spirits Bright? What kind of activities are going to be going on in the community?
2: Making Spirits Bright has really evolved over the last few years, and it has just gotten bigger and better than ever. And as you said at the beginning of the podcast, it starts on Friday, December 1st. And I know Megan and Caitlin will talk more about all that's going on on campus, but we really wanted to build on that and bring people to the community to shop local, support our local businesses. So one of the main events that's going on is the Mary. March. Market, and that will be on Saturday. And then we will have pop up vendors and crafters that are going to be in different businesses and organizations around downtown. And so we just hope people will come and support local businesses and these local artisans. And then the other thing that's going to be going on is that local businesses will be having specials and promotions. So there'll be fun holiday drinks and different discounts going on again to promote just shopping local.
0: So how can other business leaders and business owners get involved in this this event?
2: So we're hoping we'll have even more businesses that get involved this year. There's a variety of ways to do that. One is to host the pop-up artisans and crafters in your space. The other is to offer specials. And then be a part of the holiday tree lighting parade. That's a great way to show off your business, market, and show your spirits for the holiday season. You can also sponsor a light display. There are lights throughout Main Street Park. And be an event sponsor for making spirits bright. And then finally, we just encourage you to decorate your business.
0: What kind of decorations do people normally do for the businesses? Are there themes every year that people have to follow? It's really across the board. So it's just what you want to do to bring the
2: holiday spirit that makes sense for you and your business.
0: Any uh, winners? I believe you were a winner last year of at your home. Your home won an award. It past years, yes, we have had a
2: competition. We're still figuring out all the logistics for that. But there is an opportunity to be awarded the uh, business with the most holiday spirit.
0: That's really great. And that's a nice way to promote your business as well. Let's say I'm a business owner and I want to get involved. How do I go about signing up for this?
2: So you can visit the Monmouth Business Association webpage. There is a link there to sign up as a business to get involved to host the pop-up artisan and crafters. There's also a link if you are a crafter and want to actually have a booth. So for our community members, we hope that they will get involved in that way. Also, as a community member, show up. Come. Check out the light display. Come support local businesses and enjoy the holiday season
0: downtown. Now, all of this activity is good for the whole family. It's absolutely free to attend all these things. Is there anything specific that kids can get involved with?
2: Yes. So in addition to the the light parade, which I think is a great place for families to be, and then the annual tree lighting, there also will be carolers that will be going on around town. Last year, a huge hit was Western Oregon's a cappella group. We're hoping that they will show up again this year. There will be a pancake fundraiser and a kids maker market at the Monmouth Senior Community Center. And of course, the holiday lights are always a fun place to bring the family and kids enjoy that. And then Ash Creek Art Center will actually be having a kids crafting area, hopefully at Prism's Gallery. So another place, come do some art and shop the local vendors at that site.
0: I heard that was a pretty popular site last year as well.
2: It was very popular. It's a great place for the kids to have hands-on activities
0: while you get to do a little bit of holiday shopping. And you had several vendors at Mamere's last year, I believe. I spent a lot of money at your place. Anybody set <laughs> up at your place again this year? We
2: did. So uh, we are one of the sites, along with the Cipri. just giving them a little shout out, the Find, hopefully Prisms Gallery. And at Mayor's we had eight vendors, and we hope to have the same this year. Some repeat, visitor, uh, repeat vendors from last year will be there again.
0: Which is a cool opportunity if you've never had the the opportunity to stay at the guest house, this gives you a, a chance to see the inside of it because you had the vendors kind of set up on the first floor and in your carriage house. So
2: yes, I'm so thankful that you mentioned that Sabra. We're actually going to be doing tours of the historic Howell House where Mom Air's guest house sits. So not only can you shop, you can also get a little taste of the history of Monmouth.
0: And so I imagine your hopes for this event is definitely to grow uh, attendance from the community members and participation from businesses. Is there anything else that you're really hoping for? Yes, I think supporting local businesses,
2: hoping that they feel the love from our community is certainly one of the major hopes. Just providing an opportunity for a community event that becomes a must-do tradition. That is what we're looking for, that this will continue to grow and be available every year for our community members. And in addition, we hope more and more people get involved, whether that's by volunteering, uh, being a pop-up at these events, going to all the events at the university. Um, and just showing up.
3: Well, Emily, I don't know who gets to be on the light judging committee, but I know my four-year-old Benny, who's good friends with your child, would love to be on that committee. She loves the light. So big plug to decorate your businesses, your homes around town, because truly the kids do love it. I have to figure out a new way to get home every day. I think this is a great idea, and I'm going to bring that back to the Making Spirits Bright.
0: See, community. and now it's recorded. Megan Haberman has just volunteered <laughs> her child to be on a committee. And speaking of traditions, this is a great time to talk to the other two folks that we have here today because they are responsible for a very long standing tradition in the community and in Monmouth, and it's something that is kind of at the center of, of the holiday season. And so I want to bring to the microphone Megan Haberman Guthrie. Again, she's the director of new student and family programs at Western welcome Megan.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Of course.
0: Now you've been at Western for a little while. Tell me about your history.
3: A little bit. Yeah Yeah. I've been
0: there about 14 years
3: and I started out in student engagement where Caitlin currently works and I've migrated over into orientation which is what New Student Family Programs is. I've actually been one of the co-hosts of the parade so I'm one of the commentators. If you've ever gotten so lucky to be near one of the speakers on Monmouth Ave you get to hear my voice for the past 14 years. I've been one of the parade commentators.
0: And that's the thing is, I don't know that everybody knows that is the woman behind the voice right here. So for people that have been uh, to the parade over the last decade plus, you've gotten to hear Megan host it. I'm trying to convince Megan to take her talents to the side of Main Street with me on the 4th of July so we can kind of do a little live action, but we'll see about that. Tell me about your role in the tree lighting through the years. You were in student engagement, so I imagine that you've always been connected to this event.
3: Yeah, no, uh, my uh, student engagement um, is the main orchestrator of the the event along with, you know, many other folks on campus, but they kind of coordinate the event. So when I was in the office, I usually helped coordinate the event and we would help with all the different components of it. I was there the year we celebrated the 50th. That was a big year. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, so I've just been involved in every component. And then Caitlin's been so gracious to continue inviting me to p- co-commentate on this parade for the past couple years. In the past couple years, we've been able to do it with our student body president, which is absolutely great to highlight them. So yeah, so I've been doing kind of Everything from, you know, making sure that Santa's flight from the North Pole goes smoothly to making sure that the tree gets lit. My, one of my specific roles I've been so excited to do every year. If you've never been able to make it to the Instructional Technology Center to see kind of where the, the program itself happens, I would encourage you to find a spot for, to view the parade there. So the essay winner from the elementary school essay contest gets to read their essay. And so I get to assist that celebrity Every year, it's a very big deal. And so every year I get to hold their microphone. Some years they're very excited and want to hold it themselves, but I so I had to stand back and let them shine. And uh, And then I make sure that they, I help them with lighting the tree. So if you don't know this fun detail about holiday tree lighting, this essay winner, who's usually a third grade student, so uh, they, they get to light the tree. You have a very big plunge um, that they just press down. And then within seconds, it just works. It's magic. It's absolute magic. So they get to light it, and I get to be there to support them and make sure that their parents get all the best photos. So definitely if you have a third grader in, in our public elementary schools, be sure to encourage them to write that essay and to get it in on time so that they have this opportunity. Now this just isn't just any old tree that we're lighting. No, no. It's a giant sequoia. It was planted by the class of 1880. So it was it was planted a long time ago. It is, it is alive still. But it is no longer growing because it did have a little accident in the Columbus Day storm that we all know about. But it's still alive. I have heard, though cannot verify... So, you know, if somebody else wants to do, has better Google skills than me, please verify this, but also maybe don't because I kind of love this fact that it's the second largest living holiday tree in the United States. And so it, it, the lighting of this tree is, is a big deal because you can probably see this tree across town when you're
0: coming into mm-hmm. town. I mean, I know I can see it when I'm coming up 99. Yeah. It's, it's pretty massive. So it's not just any old tree y'all. No. Is there any other favorite parts of this that you really love?
3: Uh, I have, I always love, um, there's usually some holiday cookies, which I'm always very excited to get, whether it's from a business or from private homes that are just donating cookies. There's been different variations throughout the year. Of course, COVID changed how we were able to share cookies, but it's always been great throughout the years. That's always a highlight. And I love making Spirits Bright. I was there when that started and I just love that it really draws out and it starts as a launch and I love all the different components. And Saturday, the December 2nd, is, is also going to be the the Monmouth Montessori ribbon cutting that day for the remodeled building that they have. And we're hoping to bring in a lot of alumni. So I'm going to make sure that we share with our alumni that all of those those makers are going to be in town. So if they want to do any holiday shopping while they're in town, that they certainly can. So yeah, so we're very excited to bring folks in. And we're bringing them in specifically because that weekend is so active in town.
0: And any more fun facts about that not-so-boring tree that we
3: have? That very cool tree. Did you know that it's 144 and a half feet tall? I did not know that. It's true. Exactly 144. I mean, I would not doubt WU facilities. I wouldn't either. Okay. Well, that is a fun fact. Thank you, Megan. We share it on tours, so hopefully (laughs) it's true.
2: Can I add a fun fact about the tree as well? I think one of the neatest things, too, about the decorating of the tree is that the WU preschool on campus gets to come and watch all the big equipment come in to light it up and hang the lights and that is a huge hit if you have any two three or four year olds in your life yes well,
0: i was a 45 year old who used to watch it get decorated from my office and i thought it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen in my life because my office at western faced the tree so i got to watch it every year and i miss that
3: yeah no it's very exciting yeah, yeah. Well,
0: thank you, Megan. And Caitlin, you are a woo grad, is that right?
1: Yes, it is. All
0: right, Wolf. Well, tell us more about your role as coordinator of student activities and inclusion.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I just celebrated two years at Western in my role. And a part of my role is that I plan all the big scale traditional events on campus. So I'm in charge of homecoming, week of homecoming, the bonfire, and all the traditions that come with that, as well as planning and orchestrating the holiday tree lighting on campus. We partner with a lot of campus groups, departments, um, as well, but this will be my third year planning the tree lighting, which is kind of wild. So yeah, I also oversee our Student Activities Board. have a big role in the tree lighting as well, as well as they plan large and small scale events on campus. So
0: it's not just walking into campus and seeing a tree get lit. As we've already kind of established, there's a parade that goes on, there's some fanfare, there's some award winners. Um, tell me about the whole the whole day. Like what, what should people expect if they come into town? What time should they get here? and what's the lineup of events gonna look like for the, the stuff on December 1st?
1: Absolutely. So, it actually starts before December 1st. Like Megan mentioned, we do an essay contest. This year, we actually asked a student to create some coloring sheets to go along with the essay contest. We've traditionally done a coloring sheet, but this one's really fun. It's Wolfie and a Snow Globe. We're really excited about it. So, those usually go out to the elementary schools in Monmouth and Independence in November. So that's where it starts. That's where the festivities start. So the day of the parade, what you can expect is when the program starts, You'll hear a welcome from our Western Oregon University president, Dr. Peters. He will welcome everyone to the annual tree lighting. Um, This is the 56th tree lighting, so it's pretty exciting. And then after Dr. Peter gives his introduction, um, he will pass it over to Megan and our student body president, Hunter Hall. And so the parade starts at the Monmouth Public Library and comes down Main Street and then passes down Monmouth Ave and down Church Street. So it passes all of those areas, so make sure you station yourself somewhere. on the parade route and then after the parade we do have a list of really esteemed speakers so we have our Dina students Melissa Larson is gonna speak the City of Monmouth mayors and the City of Independence mayor are also gonna speak and then that is when we go into our lovely essay contest winner um, and then the Wu president steps forward and helps Megan the essay contest winner light the tree which is just super fun and it's really sweet to see we usually try to keep a little section in front of the building for the essay contest winners family to just be able to see it right front row
0: because the ITC building is right across the street from where the tree is located right I mean if that's kind of how that works so the tree that we're speaking of is on Monmouth Avenue right in between Church and Jackson Street you won't be able to miss it it's going to be highly decorated in about a month and so yeah as as they're saying you're going to need to find a spot on this parade route but there's plenty Plenty of room, and that tree goes so high, you can see it from down the road, but get there early. parade starts at 6
3: p.m., and then the tree typically gets lit. By about 6.20, I would say. It kind of depends on how many floats we have and how quickly they walk. It kind of just depends on who's in the parade each year, but if you're there by 6.15... You'll get to hear at least two jokes, and you'll get to see the tree get lit.
2: (laughs) And there's a very special visitor at the end of the parade.
0: Caitlin, this parade is rain or shine, right? This happens no matter the weather.
1: Correct. We live in Oregon, so we are rain or shine.
0: They mentioned a special visitor. Who's the special visitor?
1: Yeah, so after the parade, we move indoors, and so we have Santa. It's really special because Santa's been visiting for so long that some of our residents in Monmouth and Independence have had pictures where they've watched their children grow up with Santa, and it's just a really special thing. So Santa is usually the last person that enters And then after, he usually comes in, takes a breather, gets some milk and cookies, and then makes his way into the Willamette room where we set up a place for him to take photos with family. So that is kind of the after portion, as well as last year we had a alum. Her name's Maggie. She owns a business called Acornistic Cookies. She did a cookie decorating class, and so we're bringing that back this year. Yes! Yeah, which was a huge hit. So, yeah, it's super special, and then we like to plaster the coloring sheets and the essay contest winners all over the windows in the book so that's a good place to end your night.
0: And it's great because this tree lighting is always scheduled before the students leave for their holiday break and that way that they're able to really participate their student-only activities.
1: No we have all of our activities are open to everyone but our students do help plan the activities and so they are student geared as well. We'll have a number of student groups who are in the parade. I'd say probably one third of our floats are student groups which is great. Clubs and organizations they love to decorate and get out there and so they're heavily involved and I will say it's a very alumni driven event. This is where I usually see my little mini reunion where I see folks I went to school with 10 years ago and it just becomes a really special place to celebrate the season together.
0: How do folks sign up if they want to be a part of the, the parade?
1: Yeah, so on the same website that Emily was mentioning earlier, we actually had the link put up on that. And so you can sign up there or you can make your way to the Holiday Tree Lighting website on Western's page.
0: So this is a very special tradition. Like you said, people have been doing this for generations when either they grew up in town or were college students here and now they're raising families here. What are some things that happen during the Holiday Tree Lighting that can be special? Yeah,
3: I have an alum who I know got engaged under the tree, and then I believe it will be her daughter's first time meeting Santa this year at holiday it's tree lighting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now you want to get there early though, because how many people typically show up at this thing?
3: It's varied throughout the years. We've had anywhere from a thousand to two thousand people. Like, but it's it's a lot of people. It's uh, it's I think the only thing bigger is Independence Days. I do think that is one of the big events in town.
2: I just wanted to add, as a community member, it's certainly one of the highlights of our family's year to go to the tree lighting and the parade. And people have their favorite spots, so definitely get there early if you have a spot that you want to be at. And it's always a great place to connect and see people that you haven't seen in a while, which is a highlight.
0: So, Emily, what time does that merry market start?
2: So you want to definitely get some sleep after the parade because the merry market starts at 10 a.m. and goes until 3 p.m.
0: Okay, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Monmouth Monthly. I appreciate my three guests for coming in today, Caitlin Granger, Emily McNulty, and Megan Haberman Guthrie. These three folks are doing a lot around town to make sure that this Making Spirits Bright and Tree Lighting event is memorable for the whole family. So I do want to tell you about some things that are going on in town right now. So on November 4th, Western Oregon University's Occupational Therapy Doctorate Program is having an open house at the Woo Salem campus at one. 1- p.m. Please check out woo.edu and their graduate program pages to find out more. Also, Smith Fine Arts is having their in-person auction on November 12th. The Embrace the Music auction will be held at Western Oregon University and you can find out more by visiting smithfinearts.org. Also, the Veterans Resource Center at Western Oregon University is having their Ruck and Run 5K on November 12th. This event is open to the public. More details to come, but you can visit the Veterans Resource Center at woo.edu. And my story night is coming on November 10th going to be at The Brew, and you can hear short works written by local authors, mostly undiscovered. The cost is free, so come out at 7 p.m. at The Brew on November 10th. Now let's go over some of the events that we talked about here today. So the Light Parade and the Tree Lighting are going to be held on December 1st, which is a Friday, and the Light Parade starts at 6 p.m. at the Monmouth Library and concludes on the Woo campus. You can sign up and find out more at mbamonmouth.com and also visiting the Student Activities page at Western Oregon University at Wu.edu. Also, Making Spirits Bright is the event that's going on on the 2nd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. all throughout downtown Monmouth. Please check the MBAMonmouth.com website to find out more about places that you can go, the deals that are going to be had, and some of the vendors that are going to be in town. Last but not least, Smith Fine Arts has a production by Never Come Down. It's a Bluegrass and Americana group on December 2nd at 7.30 p.m. at Rice Auditorium. Tickets are on sale now. Thank you again for listening to Monmouth Monthly. We cannot wait to speak to you next month. Our special guest is going to be Mayor Cease Kuntz talking about Monmouth 2024. And we'll see you next month. you for joining us for monmouth monthly my name is saber jewel our music is catching up by chill study and we recorded indie commons which is a co-working community in independence oregon please find us wherever you find podcasts rate review tell a friend and we will see you next month